Well, joining me now with your day's Marcus wrap is Graham Frank from PSG Wealth Sant and Grayson. Thank you so much for your time, Graham. I am uh, quite... Um, I don't know, confused about uh, the market sentiment right now. You're seeing the JSE and the European markets in the red, but the U.S. markets backing the overall trend there, seeing a sea of green. What's driving markets there? So I think, I mean, just to, to take a step back, obviously today is the last day uh, of January, and we've had the JSE's had a good run. We've had, we're up 7 or 8% so far this year in, in RAND. Uh, we've been slightly better than the US market. And I think today we're just seeing a bit of a reversal. I mean, specifically on today, as you mentioned in your introductions, we, we're starting to get into the heat of earnings season in the US. And that can cause a lot of volatility because they're caught in the earnings. Mm -hmm. So I think the market may be just breathing a bit of a sigh of relief that some of the recent numbers seem to have beaten expectations. On the local front, obviously we've had, um, we've had ESCOM upgrading things to stage five, stroke to stage six. I know you said in your introduction the IMF have upgraded us, but it's still a pretty poor, tepid number, to be honest. I mean, we grew by, I just wrote it down, 2.6% in 2022. Yeah. And now, you know, they've raised us miraculously to a whopping 1.2. And, you know, the market, I think, is also still a little disappointed that we just cannot seem to get growth going in the economy at the moment. Yeah. I mean, Graham, it is an, indeed a whopping number considering where the South African Reserve Bank puts growth. 0.3% talking about ESCOM shaving off 2%. So, I mean, we'll take it. And hopefully we do get to numbers that are closer to the IMF's forecast uh, than the South African Reserve Bank's forecast. I actually want to... I put, my, I put my money on the South African Reserve Bank. <laughs> As a general observation, I've learned in, 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 in stockbroking and in markets that it's always better to listen to the people closer to yeah. the ground. Yeah. So, for example... The People's Bank of China employ a number of Chinese economists with Chinese names. They're entrenched in the tri-Chinese system. You want to be listening to them, not the Anglo-Saxons <laughs> that make Chinese economic forecasts out there. No, true, true. I hear you. I hear you, Graham. Let's go into uh, some of the updates that came out of the JSC today, starting off with Vodacom. They came out with a uh, quarterly update for the quarter ended December. We're really starting to see the impact of that Egypt business because they're saying that group service revenue grew by 16.1%, but taking out rand depreciation and also that uh, Vodafone Egypt business, it only grew by 4.7%. Uh, Financial services unit, fastest growing unit, quite impressive there. You also had uh, registered uh, users, uh, well, downloads of the Vodacom Super app uh, reaching that 4.5 uh, million mark. Uh, what are you making of those, those numbers from Vodacom? So I think, yeah, I mean, I think Vodacom is an extremely well-managed business. I think the fact that they can even generate 4 or 5% you know, excluding all the funnies on a like-for-like -like revenue growth is actually not a bad achievement. I mean, I've got three children. They all want a phone on WhatsApp. They don't want to pay for any yeah. cell phone contracts. It's all on Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. So these are all the headwinds that the Vodafone, Vodafone and all the international carriers are facing. Mm. So the fact that they've done that and they've got a dividend yield of 6 6.5% is actually a decent number. I mean, we, we find them maybe a little bit too pedestrian to have in our portfolios. But, you know, if you're looking for a decent dividend yield, um, they tend to be far less volatile than an MTN. 
yeah. um, in less territories. So it's a bit of a steady eddy, but uh, it's not a, it's a well-managed business. As I say, dividend yield of 6 or 7%. Yeah, all right. Let's go into ShopRite talking about steady eddies. Uh, ShopRite really being the favorite out of that food retail uh, space. They came out with their interim period trading statement. They continue to lead uh, talking about market share gains and double-digit growth in sales. And to keep their price competitiveness, they've actually had to limit their selling price inflation, which uh, will put pressure on margins. You also have another headwind coming from the 560 million that they've had to spend on additional uh, diesel during uh, stages five and six of load shedding. Um, do you think ShopRite is still standing tall even amid all the economic headwinds? Yes, simple answer. Yes, I think ShopRite again. If I if I if I stick to my analogy of very well managed businesses, um, you know, you look at a ShopRite versus say a spa, given the headlines that spas had recently, versus going back a year or two with Woolworths and all the mistakes they made in Australia, etc. ShopRite is an extremely well managed business. They've had consecutive quarters of market share growth. It's not the cheapest business in the world, but food will remain defensive for sure. Um, and if you compare their trading update to something of the likes of a Mr. Price that we saw, I think it was a week ago, the impact on those discretionary retailers of this current load shedding environment, I think, will be far more profound than so far what we've seen on ShopRite. Yeah. And by the way, I read Whitey Besson's book over the December holidays. Okay. And he said Peter Engelbrecht, Peter Engelbrecht is the hardest working individual he ever worked with. So uh, if, uh, if sheer time at the helm is going to get you your share price going, then Peter Engelbrecht apparently is the, the person to help. Uh, okay. Uh, talking about a share price uh, that uh, keeps going, Redigen, um, having quite a run over, I think, the past year or so. So they're preparing for their next growth phase, which is phase two. Of course, everything under phase one has been complete with the production of the liquefied natural gas and liquid helium. So now they're saying that, of course, this has been something that has been, um, we've, we've heard talks about it since last year, that uh, they want to list on the NASDAQ and also eyeing a capital raise. What do you make of Renogen and its prospects, Graham? So, I mean, I think I mentioned it earlier that the, the phones are ringing quite a bit at the moment uh, with private clients uh, ask, uh, well, buying Renogen. Yeah. And a lot of them are taking it more as this alternative energy play as opposed to specifically, we don't put it this way, we don't know, in, well, I don't know enough yeah. about the fundamentals in terms of what the P ratio is, what the balance sheet looks like. This is more just a themed investment. Yeah. People want to be involved in this theme. They would like to have access to this type of asset. And therefore, from a private client's perspective, that ticks enough boxes for them to say, I'm going to include it at X percent of my portfolio. Yeah. I'm just going to include in Renogen. And remember, in the South African market, our our options for the likes of an MGM, these alternative investments, is very low. Yeah. So, sorry, that's a, not a great answer to question, but it's becoming yeah. quite popular in the private client space okay. for for reasons that I would suggest are not purely fundamental and valuation driven. Ah, okay. So, still also quite a lot of speculation. Um, Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. So, sorry, it's a bit like ELH. The phones are ringing a lot yeah. of ELH and the rights <laughs> issue. And should they take a punt? You know, yeah. we get quite a lot of those type yeah. of questions. Okay, all right. Well, uh, let's get to your stock pick for today, Graeme. So, I'm going to go sort of pretty boring and just, just go for APSA. I think, uh, you know, we recently put it in as one of the preferred banks uh, in our model portfolio. PE, uh, depending on your earnings, the price earnings is between eight and nine times, and it's also trading on a six, seven percent dividend yield. So similar dividend yield to to, to Vodacom, mm -hmm. but a little bit more racy. If uh, if which is a big if, if we could start getting some some loan growth in the uh, in the banking books, 
but it is very well managed business, new management team, a bit of a self-help button. So uh, um, APSA, I think, is looking quite well positioned at the moment in this market. And, and you're getting a bit of a margin of safety from a valuation perspective. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Graham, for your time and for giving us that detail on what's been moving the markets today. That was Graham Frank from PSG Wealth Sant and Grayston.